Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
God, we praise you and we thank you. We thank you for the trials and tribulations that are to try us, and we don't think it's something strange. We praise you for revealing to us through so many different flows of information and sources the things that we understand today that help us to do the best that we can to balance and understand the how vital it is how vital it is that we draw in closer to you how vital it is that we dwell in the secret place of the most high how vital it is that we accept the challenges and we embrace those challenges in a new way um in a way where uh it facilitates and helps us to become more dependent upon you because that's a good place to be and particularly in the days that we know that we're in now and the days that we may have to endure ahead we don't know for how long but it sure does seem like it's getting very much abbreviated from where it was i mean it's it seems it really does seem quite exponential in how rapidly we're moving forward even when the days are quiet they're not it's just an illusion of quietness it's a distraction of sleight of hand that's associated with the times that we live in right now for the forces of darkness are just that clever that they'll back off for a time and they'll become occult hidden in their activities but simultaneously moving forward even faster than what we were aware of when they were announcing their plans. How easy it is for we, for those of us who are, we have so much of our human nature and so little of the scripture we pray, Father, for these, that we, that so many that we see out there are embracing what appears to them to be positive dynamics, that appears to them to be changes in the tide of the darkness and provides them hope from an earthly viewpoint, making them see things as getting better. For example, like General uh, Milley uh, retiring suddenly, a lot of different dynamics that are in play right now that send the message to so many people that embrace the earthly salvation instead of the godly salvation that they're waving their flag of of happiness and joy because they believe that there's some sort of conquering of the forces of darkness with having while at the same time having no understanding of how dark the darkness actually is that at the pyramid at the top of the pyramid of the evil darkness the global satanic crime syndicate that we're so painfully aware of as Jesus put it the serpents the scorpions are far, far more intelligent than us. And if it wasn't for your leading father and the word of God in the Bible and Jesus, who is the word, and we believe our friend, we would not know in our hearts with great assurance the days that we're in and how close we actually are to departure. While we cannot specify it, we can sense it. And we praise you, Father, because it helps us to understand when we are wise as serpents that the serpents, the serpents don't back off. They don't quit. It may appear to the flesh, the fleshy people out there, maybe they believe they're Christians. Maybe they are to some degree or another. But they don't see and they don't truly understand 
what's going on. They don't read their Bible, and even if they did, they would be so young at it that they wouldn't really comprehend it at the level that's necessary for them to be able to see how far along we are in the progression of things, let alone even begin to understand the metaphors that are woven all throughout the book of Revelation and how many of us don't, how many of our fellow brothers and sisters don't even understand that which they do read even today. Having read it many, many times, and I can admit that I, there's a lot of things I don't understand, but I don't dwell on those. I dwell on the things that I do understand. And that's enough. Praise God. Father, we praise you and we thank you for every day that we struggle with the, um, with the things that we're struggling with. And we praise you, Father, for the lessons that we learned. Let us learn those lessons in a continuous manner, even though, because we know really deep, deep in our heart that you're bringing us to a place that is in our walk. You're training us through sanctification, but not for a time on this earth necessarily. Maybe that's part of it, but certainly the greater uh, some of all of the trials, tribulations, refiner's fire that we're going through is to set us up better, to be in a better place of understanding, to be in a better place of obedience, to be in a better place, a better place that we, that we're, we're, where we land when we get into eternity. That hierarchy, that kingdom that is being established right now, the metachoi, the fellow sufferers of Jesus, those who will rule and reign with him, those are a part of the bride. And Father, we don't know, we just don't know because there's no way to ascertain such things. Who will get what? It's really kind of inconsequential to us. We just want to make it for sure. But at the same time, we do have hopes of being able to stand before Jesus and to be accounted worthy to escape all these things. None of us want to suffer any more than we already are. Why would we? But we also recognize that we are not greater than our our master. And we realize that there is, there are, in fact, many, many things that you need us to do even today. While so many prophets cry out to us to, to uh, take responsibility for the days that we're in right now, noting that the days are short and we must uh, for lack of a better term, spend the days wisely. It's surprising to me in my heart how few of them seem to understand the power of prayer and how prayer becomes ultimately one of the most, if not the most, important ministry of all. But we praise you, Father God, because we all have weaknesses. We all prophesy in part. We all see everything in part. We don't understand, and you haven't given us all the details. And you have admonished us through the prophets that we are to be watching this, the uh, events that are occurring on the earth and not trying to guess through our own fleshy understanding of things your, some specific time that you're going to do something magnanimous and arrive or the beginning of World War III will start because all those predictions have failed. Wow, like for what? 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, maybe more. We recognize that the LNG White group from 1836 thought the Great Tribulation was upon them at that time, but yet here we are today in the 21st century with robots and <sighs> alien tech, weather modification, directed energy weapons, the list goes on and on. 
we just marvel at how anointed groups of believers hundreds of years ago were certain beyond any shadow of a doubt that they were the ones that were going to depart, yet they didn't have nearly the amount of information that we have that aligns to the prophecy in the book of Daniel 12, where it says that knowledge will increase and people will be running to and fro, which is exactly where we are today. And the knowledge has increased, clearly, exponentially. And we still, even to this very moment in time, cannot calculate, although there are those who will not let go of that premise, that that idea that they can. And once they fail at three or four calculations, they'll go back and recalculate. Blessed be the name of the Lord who allows us to be like that and just continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, hoping for a different result and still loving us. Father, we surrender ourselves into your hands. We pray that you will do with us what you will. Whatever you may do, we thank you. For Job 13:15 says, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. But at the same time, Job could not embrace Luke 21:36 because it didn't exist. Where, during the fig tree, as the fig tree is budding, we understand that we're able to see the season. And immediately after the fig tree parable, we understand and thank you, Lord Jesus, that you would tell us that we must pray always to be found to be counted worthy to escape all these things and stand before you. And the only place that we would be standing before you would be on Mount Zion at the wedding supper. It is the only place. But we praise you, Father God, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all of the testimonies and the books written by those who have been blessed by a visit to heaven, that we would be able to stitch together these dynamics, understand the layout of heaven, understand where it is that certain things happen and certain things do not, to know this, to understand that that's exactly what it means, and be certain of it. It really helps us to keep in perspective an understanding of why we're praying for what we're praying and why that particular scripture is where it is, in this case, contextually wrapped around the dynamic of knowing precisely what season and knowing that we are in that season now. We praise you, Father God, for the prophecies that are in one one particular prophecy that, that I don't look at many of them, Father, so I know that when I do get one that is meaningful, which is rare, I can embrace it with great enthusiasm, one which spoke that we are in the period of sorrows already, which is something that I was reasonably certain of six months or even a year earlier. So I praise you for that confirmation. Which means that we're far along, further along than hardly any, any of our brothers and sisters realize, which is sad, but is also prophesied by Jesus in the Scripture. The reference is to being caught by a snare, by a thief in the night, because of the, we weren't watching. If we knew that when the thief was going to come to the master's house, we would have been watching. We are watching. We are watching very closely. We pray, Father God, that you will purify our minds through the presence of the Holy Spirit and an anointing that could only come from your holy hand. For as we are watching, we unfortunately subject ourselves to seeing things that we wish that we wouldn't. But nowadays it is not possible to watch adequately without subjecting ourselves to that flow of information. 
But through praise and worship, we know that you will cleanse and totally purify our heart, our mind, our soul, our spirit, and our flesh. Our record-keeping books in heaven and our robe and gown in heaven with your precious blood, Lord Jesus. And Father, your purging, fiery, refiner's fire. Father, we would rather, whatever it is that you need to do in our lives, we would rather that you do it, no matter what, than for us to miss the greatest opportunity that all of eternity will ever offer. Ever. We thank you for presenting that opportunity to us, even though we may... Even though in our hearts we may, you know, we, we know that we're not worthy and we know that only you can count us worthy. We know that our sins are always before us and in sin our mothers conceived us and we pray that you will wash us with your hyssop and make us whiter than snow. Blot out all of our transgressions, we pray. And do not remember our sins, Isaiah forty three twenty five. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that you have laid before us We thank you, Father, for the ups and downs that are associated with this particular walk. We thank you for it. Today, maybe we have an up. Maybe we feel like the answer was given to us, the answer to a prayer. Maybe it's not an easy answer, but at least we have something to work upon to give us hope. But at the same time, we could discover come Monday that what seemed like the perfect answer wasn't accepted at all. But we can know that you are always there by our side, that you are always going to bring us through whatever it is that that is being laid before us. And one way or another, we are going to see that which appears to be impossible in the flesh become one more challenge, one more battle that we're able to look back upon in wonderment, knowing that you ultimately did answer our prayers. As we, as our feet hit the ground each morning and we raise our hands in prayer and praise, saying, this is the day that the Lord hath made, praising you for all the things that we have laid before your throne and placed at the foot of the cross. We thank you, Father God, because we know that you will answer those prayers in due time, in due season. We give you glory. We thank you, Father. We praise you for this day. We thank you for this night. We thank you, Father God, abundantly. We praise your glorious name. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and we pray that we could be accounted as friends to you, that you would help us and let us know, which I believe that you are already, what you're doing and what's going on and the things that are happening and why we should be excited. No matter how difficult it is in this walk, no matter how much we need to struggle and to fight, indeed, row that boat away from the shore while we're praising you, Father, because we know that Matthew 19.26 says, with God, all things are possible, and we believe it. Otherwise, we wouldn't pray it. Our number one fault, I would submit, when it comes to showing faith, is that we will sometimes become discouraged, stop praying, and stop praising probably just moments before we were going to receive. Let us never do that. Let us never give up our prayers. Let us always praise you, no matter how long it takes, knowing, like the persistent widow, that you are a kind father and that you're going to answer us. Maybe not precisely in the way that we have asked, but one way or the other, the answer to those prayers will come. 
whether it be today or in eternity. But you're going to make sure, because you love us, that we come out in the best possible place we can, providing that we do not give up. We continue to seek you. We continue to do good things for, for others and one another. And... And we walk in the best understanding of of the obedience that is requested of us in such a day as this. Taking peace in our hearts. Knowing that our relationship is burgeoning, it's growing, it's, it's becoming more and more harmonious with your holy will as, as we walk and struggle through the various challenges that we go through. It's amazing that we can have both things, that paradox, that duplicitous nature of our walk, while at the same time we recognize that we are growing closer to you. We recognize that your holy hand is on us, while so many are befuddled, confused, and relying on the things of this earth to save what it is they believe is important. But very little regard for you, Father, and I'm sorry about that. I really am. Let us all remember that our citizenship is in heaven and that we that that when we exhibit uh love of the earth, we are at enmity with you, Father. Let us walk in a in an air of spirit of spiritual um acuity and sensitivities that recognize who we are in this universe and other universes as well, what our divine and holy destiny is when we should be transformed completely, not just through water, not just through being born of water and of spirit, water being the breaking of the water of, a, of our birth mothers and spirit being through our love of you and our accepting of Jesus and ideally through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for helping us to understand these dynamics. We thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand, at least to the degree that we do, where we are, and and allowing us to be able to embrace it and give us hope, even though it may not happen as soon as we think it will, or maybe it will. We praise you for keeping us on the edge of our seat. We praise you for continuing to be merciful to us. And we praise you for each step, one day at a time, that we take that is a little bit better, a little bit better, and a little bit better. Because you, Jesus, are the one who counts us worthy. Our Father and you, together, will choose. And we do pray always to be counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to happen. We know they are. They're really about to happen. We see the framework established, the electronics, the technology, the fallen angel technologies that are implemented already in place. And we're literally just in, you know, imprisonment in a FEMA camp and standing in rows waiting for that electronic tattoo to be implemented on our hands if we do not openly reject and openly deny Jesus, which we wouldn't anyways. And I don't believe that the, I really, uh, there's zero indication, scripturally speaking, that the barley harvest first fruits 
bride of Jesus Christ, the first watch, is even going to be standing in such lines. All indications, all indications indicate that it doesn't include the first fruits. It just doesn't include them. It could, but I would, my assessment is that it's extremely unlikely because we believe in our hearts that the Bible, when it says the word all, it means all. And thus far, for those of us who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, as imperfect as we are with a contrite spirit, have seen Psalm 91 come true, and just as it says, the perilous pestilence has not come near us. We've seen the ten thousands falling at our left hand. Or how does it go? A thousand to our left hand, ten thousand to our right, but it shall not come near us. We are unable, and nor do we wish, to be able to weigh the hearts of those who have become victims. And we know that some of them, because it rains on the just and the unjust, were wonderful servants of your kingdom. We thank you for Isaiah 57, 1, 2, and 3, where it talks about how we just don't recognize that you take people away from evil. And that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, Psalm 116.15. And we thank you for helping us to understand that. Because it really, it's not one thing. It's not A or B or C. It's not one or the other. It's, it's all the above. Everything that we're experiencing, everything that is associated with the kingdom of God, every choice, every decision, every good, every bad, is a technicolor kaleidoscope of awesomeness that has been brought down for this one purpose of awakening people and bringing them before you one way or the other through chastening, through sickness, through so many different manners, just maybe by supernatural experiences, but it's not one thing or the other. It's all of them. We thank you for providing for, for us the opportunity to stand on holy ground, to pray for other people. Boy, do I see my list getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. I don't, I don't even know how I can remember all the names, and I've already got 400 on the other list. Thank you, Father. We praise you for that. We thank you for the strength that we need to be able to do all this stuff, along with a day job and everything else under the sun. You're a God of miracles. You will bring us through. You are our plan B and our plan C. And you're definitely our plan A. And we glorify in you. Thank you for giving us perfect peace. Because our minds are stayed upon you. And we do trust you. We thank you, Father. Forever and ever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Tonight is Friday, September the 29th. The time now is 7.27 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. Tonight is also the 14th of Tishri, 5784. And together, tonight, whether you're listening live or to a podcast, it's not important. 
We light the Sabbath candles, or if you prefer, the Shabbat candles, or if you prefer none of the above, that's fine as well. I like to light one. I like to light three, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit, the all-forgotten God. We praise you, Father, and thank you. The Hebrew Kadesh. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Borei peri hagafen Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav v'ratzavanu V'shabat kodsho v'yavah v'ratzon in Chilanu, Zikaron Lemase Vereshit. Ki Huyom Techila Lemikra Ekodesh, Zechelitziat Mitzrayim. Ivanu vacharta, veotanu kidashta, mikol hamim. Veshabat kodshecha, beava uvratzon, himchaltanu. Baruch Adonai Mekadesh HaShabbat Rise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split-open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes are in worship and lovely your voices in prayer. You must catch those troubling foxes. You must catch those troubling foxes. Those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together.
answered them and said, I told you, you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me, but you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep. As I have said to you, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them all to me, is greater than all is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. For I and my Father are one. 
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Even though the fig tree has no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lay empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the field and the cattle barns are empty, we will rejoice in the Lord. We will be joyful in the God of our salvation. Habakkuk 3.17 Moreover, as for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. 1 Samuel 12.23 second, second century letter to, to a man by the name of Diognetus. He writes, Christians are distinguished from one another neither by country or not by language. Living in such places as the lot of each of them is determined, and following customs of the natives in respect to clothing, food, and the rest of their ordinary conduct, they display to us their wonderful and confessedly striking manner of life. They dwell in their own countries, but simply as sojourners. As citizens, they share in all things with others, but yet endure all things as if they are foreigners. Every foreign land to them is as their native country, and every land of their birth is a land of strangers. They pass their days on earth, but they are citizens of heaven. They obey the prescribed laws, but at the same time they surpass the laws by their lives. They are reviled, but they bless. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in this high place, the holy place, and with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Contrite means feeling or expressing remorse or penitence affected by guilt, a broken and contrite heart, remorseful, repentant, penitent, regretful, and sorry. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is a classic, by the way, this scripture is a classic one of probably dozens, never did a count, of where the love covenant of Jesus raised the bar. This has to do with the law dynamics associated with contracts. Um, a covenant is simply an eternal contract. Um, and so Jesus would say over and over again, depending on whatever topic it was he chose to talk about at the time, he would say things just like this. He would say, you have heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So what he's doing is he's pointing back to the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and he is superseding it. He's raising the bar. He says, but I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you. See, this is why we absolutely don't even want to consider. This is one of like a an old told number of an innumerable company of re or innumerable innumerable group of reasons why we should never even consider going back to practice things under the law. Because by doing so, you cut yourself off from so much 
including obedience to Jesus. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The generous will prosper those who refresh others, and they themselves will be refreshed. Proverbs eleven twenty five. For as the heavens are as high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him, who fear him, he, our Father, who has the ability to cast both body and soul into hellfire for all of eternity. This is exactly what it's talking about. has nothing to do with awe, has nothing to do with incredible reverence. It has everything to do with the fact that none of us are immune to the penalties of the sins of death. We must read our Bible, know what they are, and repent. Verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he, our Father, removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Proverbs 103, verse 11. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let us not presume anything. Let every man seek his own salvation with fear and trembling. Let our presumptuous sins not have dominion over us, and then we, we shall be blameless, and we shall be innocent of great, great transgression. Psalm 19.13. This echoes the divine and holy message that Jesus presented to us when he um, gave the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee. The Pharisee assumed, he presumed, that all was well, that he was chosen of God, and he gave glory. And the tax collector knew he was unworthy. He had a contrite spirit and a broken heart. And he rent his robe and hung his head down before Almighty and awesome Father. And Jesus admonished all those around and said, You must be like the tax collector. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such who have a contrite spirit. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He, Jesus, is even able to subdue all things to Himself. That word all means everything, 
in all the universes, all the dimensions, principalities, powers, thrones, darkness of all kind, it can all be subdued and will be subdued by our king at the perfect time. Ecclesiastes 7.14 says, Enjoy prosperity while you can, but when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. Psalm 139, verse 16 You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Which is a sister verse of Ephesians 2, 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When would beforehand be? Before we were born. Psalm 139.16 And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and that's a lot. When you put it, the word exceedingly abundantly back to back, <laughs> it sounds to me like the translators were struggling with that magnitude of awesomeness. But the real key to this understanding is where it says, next up, according to the power that works in us. Holy Lord Jesus, please cleanse and totally purify our hearts, our soul, our spirit, our minds, our flesh, our record-keeping books in heaven and our robe and gown in heaven with your precious blood and your holy fire. We clear the air now. Principalities, powers, and strongholds, spiritual hosts of wickedness and rulers of darkness and high places, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb of God, we sever your heads with the sword of the Spirit. We disarm you in accordance with Colossians 2.15, and we cancel your assignments against us, bind and cast you out into the abyss, into chains of darkness unto judgment, unclean spirits, deaf and dumb spirits. We loose you from our households, our property, and we bind and cast you out. Anything that cannot call Jesus Christ its Lord and Savior. Entities of the darkness, workers of Satan, live or dead human spirits, members of witch covens, anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior. That at the moment that you set, their, set your wills against us, that you shall be immediately struck by the holy fire of God in Jesus' name. And it will burn you into screaming agony, for we command it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We declare the holy fire of God to swirl around our households, to swirl around our dwelling place amidst a thorny hedge of protection and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot on all sides in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we, we decree in Jesus' name, warrior angels to stand guard at our dwelling places and to accompany us wherever we go. We declare the holy fire of God to vaporize all earthly or spiritual weapons, all contracts, uh, all demonic contracts signed or agreements in the mighty name of Jesus and to ferret out and burn into the pit any demon of darkness that was behind them in Jesus' name to vaporize all fiery darts 
in Jesus' name, and to burn into the pit any entity of the darkness that would allow these spirits in or through their territory for the purpose of coming against us or any of those of whom we pray. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we declare it. Hallelujah. And Father, we plead in the name of Jesus for a platoon of warrior angels, mighty, strong, Delta Force, Father God, to be assigned on our behalf. For Father God, we did not come to the place that we are right now and the understanding that you have brought us to for no purpose whatsoever. And we need extra divine protection. We know that many others do as well. And we pray that for them in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father God, that this, the, this platoon of warrior angels be assigned on a search and destroy mission to ferret out all attempts against, to come against us, to shut down all demonic portals, to, to, to shut down the acts of smiths and wizards and warlocks and anything that would try to come against us, to stand in walls of glory and to, and to be glorified by your holy power, to listen in on conversations at our workplaces, to make good eyes blind, good ears deaf in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to pave our pathway straight in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, and we praise you, Lord Jesus, for steadying our course, for you alone are worthy, and we know that you will keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of our Father's glory with exceeding joy, and we give you all the praise and worship, hallelujah, forever and ever. Amen. This time I like to use holy oil. I like to use holy oil all the time. My favorite scent now from um, L-O-J-O-I-L.com, which stands for Lion of Judah Oil. L-O-J-O-I-L.com. Lindy Pierce. I love. I know it sounds like a commercial, but man, if you saw my house and, where, and all the different <laughs> the oil that I have. Because uh, anyway, so, but boy, the, the scent, it's called The Secret Place. Oh man, I have. Um, I'm very blessed to have a. Uh, uh, you know, the French call it all whatever, all kinds of fancy names like, whatever. But um, it's a particular men's cologne with a fancy name by a company called Diptyque. But anyway, it smells exact. Ironically, it smells exactly like the um, the secret place oil that uh, Lindy makes. I didn't know that. Um, she sent a sample, and I, I smelled it and said, whoa, wow, that smells just like my cologne. <laughs> anyway, praise God. But um, I, I, I absolutely love it. I don't even know what I have in my hands right now. I think that it is called the Holy Spirit scent. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We consecrate ourselves into your holy hands, Father God. We consecrate ourselves into your holy hands, Lord Jesus. We praise your holy name, for you alone are worthy. We commit ourselves into your complete ownership. Do with us what you will, in the name of Jesus. We submit our bodies, holy and acceptable, as our spiritual service of worship to you. We pray that through your divine and holy anointed guidance, that you will lead us on this journey. Continue to lead us. On this journey as you have already we pray that you will bring us through our trials and tribulations with joy upon our heart that we are able to make choices choices that are cognizant in other words renew our mind through the choices that we make that we would choose to be happy even in the face of adversity truly a paradox 
We thank you, Father God. And now we consecrate ourselves into your complete ownership. We renounce in the name of Jesus all things spoken of in the darkness against us. We declare the abundant grace of God, your living water, upon us this evening. We declare the crystal river of life to wash away all impurities from every part of our mind, soul, spirit, flesh, and heart. We plead the body of Je- the blood of Jesus upon us to cleanse us with your holy purity. We declare that no weapons raised against us, neither earthly nor spiritual, shall prosper. For who can be against us if you, Father, are for us? Amen. We rebuke the devil and the demons of darkness, and they must flee. We cancel all demonic assignments against us with the authority of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We break all yokes of bondage and all cur- is placed against us. We declare the holy fire of God, a, a thorny hedge of protection to surround us on all sides, and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot, punching through the spiritual realm into the throne room of God in Jesus' name. We declare the holy fire of God to spring forth and explode extensively outward around our prayers, around our praise, and to scatter the darkness in all directions, burning him into the pit in the mighty name of Jesus. And we decree in Jesus' name a multitude of warrior angels and archangels to follow to strike them deaf, blind, and dumb, place them under arrest, and cast them into the pit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare the holy fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and the weld the pit shut, and we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit. For only the Lamb of God can break the seals. We abandon ourselves into your hands. We abandon ourselves into your hands. Do with us what you will, Father. Whatever you may do, we will praise you. Though he slay me, I will trust him. We are ready for all and we accept all. And we make this proclamation with the power of our tongues, infused with the anointing of the Godhead. Let only your will, Father, be done in us and all of us. We wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands we commit our soul. Into your hands we commit our spirit. We offer it to you. We give it to you with all of the love of our heart. For, Father, we love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you more than anything. We confess it because it has power. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We confess of our sins before you because you are faithful and just to, com- uh, to, to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. For we practice righteousness, First John 3, 7. For he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he, Jesus, is righteous. We glorify in your holy name and we surrender ourselves into your hands with Without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are our dear, dear Father, our Abba Father. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act and do not delay. Daniel 9.19 We praise you for your people, prayerful, pride of your Son, we pray. Our King, cry out to you this day, Father, let not our prayers be hindered. 1 Peter 3.7 Praise your name.
to an innumerable company of angels, to the General Assembly of Congress, and the Church of the Firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the Judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the lover of our soul, and the mediator, the lawyer and advocate of the new eternal contract or covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling of that which speaks better things than that of Abel. Oh, and a whole lot better, indeed. Why does it say we have come to Mount Zion? It speaks in the past tense. Why does it say that we're in the heavenly Jerusalem, in the city of the living God? Why does it say that we're in the an innumerable company of angels? Why are we there? Why does it speak as if it has already happened? Why does it talk in the first tense? Because that's where we operate when we pray. Whether you know it or not, that is, if you pray through. Praying through means to lean in. Praying through means to dedicate that time with great fervency, great intensity, great focus. Not to pray whimsy and off the cuff and Father do this and Father do that, but to really, really lean in. To have nothing else but you and our Father in your presence in the Lord Jesus to where you worship, praise and glorify, supplicate, and pray. It's an amazing thing that we should be there every morning as we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, hungry, wishing we could had never had to leave. And that day comes. I suspect, as we grow and are trained post-millennium, And our training may even start prior to that. But there will come a time when we have matured as beings of light and love, ruling and reigning in the presence of Jesus, but not necessarily with Jesus directly at our side, across all the universes. Similar to how Jesus was in charge of the Morning Star office. What was that? Clearly, it was part of the kingdom of God. But what is the kingdom of God? It's all the universes, the trillions of galaxies and life forms, civilizations on other planets, other dimensions, multiple universes. It's far more glorious than our wildest imagination or science fiction movie could ever depict. And no, I would submit that there are, to, to, for us to surmise or to hypothesize or guess, that the only rebellion 
that ever occurred in the history of all of creation was, now granted, it might have been the biggest rebellion, the one when Lucifer had sin found in him and he tried to be like our Heavenly Father. Somebody went and reported him. Somebody slipped away from the Morning Star office and went to the headquarters to planet heaven, ultimately. Why wouldn't God, as he resided in Solomon's temple, want to reside in his own creation? If you created something as incredible as what we know is there, wouldn't you want to be a part of it? Does that restrict our Heavenly Father from operating in only this realm? Absolutely not. And that makes it even more exciting. We don't even understand the glory of heaven, let alone the glory of all of the glorified parts of God's creation. We assume the beauty of God across all of the kingdom of God, all of creation, is limited to the beauty of the colors of the nebulas and God's handiwork from what we can see with the technologies that were ultimately given us, given to us by the evil ones. But I praise God for it because at the end of the day, God is in control. How sad it is for those Christians who do not understand that. Who do not understand that Lucifer is under the thumb of our Heavenly Father. How glorious that is, because it answers the mystery of Titus 1.15 to the pure. All things are pure. Because our scripture tells us that at midnight we will rise to give thanks to our Heavenly Father because of His righteous judgments, because we understand that through those judgments millions will be saved, who otherwise would never have made it. That's why they're righteous. They are holy, the good and the bad. Because the ultimate net result is that many, many more will be brought to righteousness, will be brought to the destiny of eternal glory. Because God was kind enough to subject them on this very fallen evil prison planet to enough difficulties and terror indeed that all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It reminds me, praise God, of the testimony of the woman from Thailand It was present at the time of the 1985, I'm sorry, 1995, I believe it was, <clears throat> Christmas time mega tsunami that was a result of a major earthquake in the Indian Ocean, the, probably the largest tsunami that during our lifetime has ever occurred. And there she was holding on to a Buddhist pagoda to one of the posts holding the, the uh, 
Miss Pagoda up, watching the water rush toward her, knowing that she was about to die. And as she cried out, begging Buddhists to save her, she realized there was no power, there was no hope. And she immediately changed her prayer and screamed out, Jesus, Jesus, help me. And the water parted and went around the pagoda. That is the mercy of our Father. All those, at that last moment, will be given that merciful opportunity. And, in accordance with the awesome vision given to uh, Julie Wedby at Behold I Come, and those are so advanced, the words that she's given are so advanced, sometimes I feel like She's a closet listener of the show <laughs> because and there are so many confirmations of the things that I already knew in them that, uh, but I know it's not the case. I know it's not the case, which makes it even a better confirmation. Praise God. It's a beautiful thing. So many confirmations. One of them is in the very beginning uh, which I did not read, but I'll read one more time. But it's a wonderful, wonderful confirmation of the three raptures. Now, it doesn't spend it doesn't really speak of the grape harvest, the tribulation saints, but we know about that because it's written in our Bible. They're the ones that have the seal of God on their forehead in the great tribulation, and they're not stung by the locusts. That is the grape harvest. And you can see it literally stated as the grape harvest in the NLT version of the Bible. In uh, Revelation chapter 14. Message was received by Julie Wedby on April the 16th of 2023. My beloved, the darkest part of the night approaches quickly. I am the only shelter in the midst of the storm. For those who do not know me, this will be a darkness, darkness like no other, palpable darkness. But for you, my faithful ones, the darkness is only part of the night. It means the morning star will rise, and you will be shown the rewards of your obedience. With judgment now comes deliverance, my faithful ones. Meditate upon this. Fascinating that it mentions the morning star moments after I just talked about it. I really didn't remember that. As you reflect on past relationships, situations, and challenges, you will see how I have shaken and shifted, refined, and molded along the way. Opportunities for choices to follow me have always been available for my creation. And now comes the time for those who have made the choice for righteousness to enter into their reward. Many others will still have a short time of opportunity to choose me. Now take note, please, because it's subtle, but it's very clear if you pay close attention. It, I'm going to repeat it. And now 
comes the time for those who've made the choice for righteousness to enter into their reward. I'm going to repeat. For now comes the time. Now comes the time for those who have made the choice of righteousness to enter into their reward. Okay, that doesn't mean you're going to get a reward while you're on earth. This is talking about the reward of being counted worthy to stand before Jesus at the wedding supper. That's what this refers to. The first watch, the barley harvest, the first fruits. Now it has a period at the end. So the thought is now closed. Then it says, many others will still have a very short time of opportunity to choose me, but their experiences will be much more difficult as has been foretold. After my first fruits, that's the barley harvest, rapture, after my first fruits, many with the hardest of hearts will finally be set free as the larger harvest is brought in. By the way, this is echoed literally and explicitly in Matthew 22, where other servants are sent out after the first group of servants were sent out to tell everybody to come to the supper. Other servants were sent out. Why? Because the first group was taken to the wedding supper. He goes on to say, You say, when, the Lord, when will the Lord come? When will you deliver us from the darkness? Watch and see now, my children. Watch and see what I will do. Stay alert. Be ready in every moment. Carefully discern all things as the enemy roams the earth seeking to kill and destroy as never before. My insulated wall of fire will protect you. And my angelic guard surrounds you always. Hmm. Sounds very much like how we pray, doesn't it? Be sober and vigilant. All is about to change. Never fear. And do not despair, for your king is here and will go before you. Praise God. We thank you, Father, and we praise you, Jesus, for the opportunity that you opportunity that you have laid before us is inexpressible. We cannot give you enough praise. Thank you, Jesus.
shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare even his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he, not with him, also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword? For it is as it is written, for your sake we are all killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Romans eight thirty nine. Praise you, Father. Lord, I 
all I see I ask you to come and sit a while with me and hold me in your arms I love you Jesus the last days are with us Give me strength to stand, faith to release the fear as you embrace my heart again and lift me above the storm. I love you, Jesus. Lord, I lift your name up high. I praise your holy name All by your power In this final hour You're my heart's desire And you will carry me through By your mighty power You're soon to sit and reign I welcome you, Jesus. Make my path look very plain as I lift my heart to you. I praise you, Jesus. Your mighty hand is moving. I worship our great King. As you take your awesome power and defeat your enemies, as we take our place with you, I praise you, Jesus. Lord, I lift your name up high. I praise your holy name All by your power In this final hour You're my heart's desire And you will carry me through Till we join you in the sky as you split the sky open wide Right upon your white horse battle and conquer all our foes Holy, holy, holy To my coming King I praise you forever, with my voice I will sing, glory to the Lamb who lives Oh. Um.
At midnight, I will rise and give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. Remember that. Isaiah 26, verse 9. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Never forget Psalm 116.15. Precious in the sight of our Lord is the death of his saints. It's not morbid. It's because <laughs> we're really not from here. We don't belong here. <laughs> and the Lord wants us to come home. But we do have a destiny. Works of which we are to fulfill, which translate into our position in this, wow, kingdom hierarchy that is so large that I suppose words can't begin to capture it. Can't even imagine. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. We will exalt you, Lord, O God, our King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day we will bless you. We will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness unsearchable. One generation will praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will mediate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and meditate and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, great in mercy. Our Father God, our Lord, is good to all. Psalm 149, 5. Verses 1 through 9. We thank you, Jesus. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy it, but to fulfill it. <laughs> it's a little tricky for people to grasp sometimes. But if it's fulfilled, it's fulfilled, right? How is it fulfilled? Through love. Because Jesus is the love covenant. For assuredly I say to you, until heavens and earth till heaven and earth has passed away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law until it is all fulfilled. However, now remember, until it's fulfilled. <laughs> and Jesus said he came to fulfill it, get it? And then it goes on. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever does and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. This is about rewards. So greatly misunderstood. It's amazing to me how entire denominations can be sprung up and spread across the earth and not even understand the scriptures that they use to justify their division. <laughs> It's uh, Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We're all flawed, Father, and we pray that you will wash us clean of our flaws. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who trespass 
who sin against us. Blessed be your holy name. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to God, to the God of gods. Psalm 139, verse 2. Give thanks to the God of gods. Yah-va-el. Hmm. Wow. Do you think that when God said give thanks to, or when the word says to give thanks to the God of gods, he was talking about idols made of brass? No, I don't think so. Obviously not, right? Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his mercy endures forever. To him who is by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great light, I wonder what lights those are. No, I don't. His mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day. His mercy endures forever. The moon and stars rule by night. His mercy endures forever. Psalm 136, 1 through 9. Psalm 47 through 10. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is written upon my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness in my heart. I have declared your faithfulness to your gener- uh, and, and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth for the great assembly. Praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name, for you alone are worthy. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the mercies by which you allow ourselves to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable as our spiritual service of worship to you. Father, it is not our will to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and by the presence of Jesus in us and by the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us guides us when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We wish to prove good and acceptable and perfect to what your will is for our lives. By grace that you would give us, Father, we pray that you will show us not to esteem ourselves more or less important to the body of Christ than another. Thank you, Father, for the spiritual gifts that have been given to us, that we may prophesy in proportion to our faith and teach according to your precious word, giving liberally and to lead with diligence and to show mercy and cheerfulness. Father, show us how our love can be without hypocrisy. Teach us to abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Teach us to be kind and affectionate to one another and to honor and to give to one another, not lagging in diligence, to be fervent in spirit and to serve you. We rejoice in hope, Father. We are patient, 
through difficulties, times of trouble, and fiery trials. And we shall continue in providing for the needs of the saints and be truly given to hospitality. We will bless those who curse and persecute us. We will rejoice with those who rejoice. We will weep with those who weep. We will be of the same mind toward one another and not set our mind on high things, but associate ourselves with the humble. We will not be wise in our own opinion, and we will not repay evil for evil, for your word says to be repay evil with good. We will not give place to wrath, and we will wait on you, Father, for vengeance is yours. Therefore, we shall live peacefully with all people and become overcomers through Christ. Father, we will offer drink to a thirsty enemy and food to one that is hungry, that we may abide in your word forever. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We enter into communion. By the time we remember, 
all scars will be healed. I still long for your coming. We imagine the feast, the Lord and his bride. When our waiting has ceased. chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which we're also called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate upon these things. 1 Peter 2.9, Colossians 3.12, Philippians 4, 8. He, Jesus, went a little further and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Matthew 26, 39. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached amongst the Gentiles, and believed upon in the world, received up into glory. 1 Timothy 3.16 We pray for purification based upon Psalm 51.1-14. Father, we pray that you will have mercy upon us according to your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies. We pray, please, blot out all of our transgressions. 
Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin, we pray. For we acknowledge our transgressions and our sin is always before us. Against you, Father, you only we have sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, Father, we were brought forth in iniquity and in sin our mothers conceived us. Behold, you desire truth in the inward part and in the hidden part you will make us to know your wisdom. Purge us with hyssop and we shall be clean. Wash us and we shall be whiter than snow. Father, please, Help us to hear the joy and gladness and understand the glory associated with our salvation. That all of the trials, tribulations, and fiery fires that try us will seem to matter not. Hide your face from our sin. Please blot out all of our iniquity. And create in us, Father God, a clean heart. Renew in us a steadfast spirit. Do not allow us to grieve the Holy Spirit. Lead us not into temptation. Create in us, Father God, that clean heart. Restore us. Restore that joy that can only come from your salvation. And uphold us. Uphold us with your generous spirit. And then we will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you because they will see the joy of our salvation even in the midst of your righteous judgments. Deliver us from the guilt of our past sins, O God, so our tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Supper, Holy Communion. For I receive from the Lord that which I also deliver to you. And on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this. In remembrance of me. In that same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Ani, vidodi vidodi li. I am my beloved. 
and my beloved is mine.
sons of God. We are the masters of the devil and his demons of darkness. And we are the servants and foot watchers of mankind. Ezekiel 22.30 So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Father, We heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send who will go for us? And we say, Here we are. Send us. Our Father said, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance and let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Most assuredly, I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
Colossians 3, I'm sorry, 2, 15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. Intensified prevailing prayer is God's ordained law and method for implementing his redemptive plan in this age until Jesus returns. It is the highest, the holiest, and the mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. It is God's chosen way to bring heaven's power, heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Spurgeon says, he who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. Intensified prayer is clothed with the might of God himself. Wesley L. Duell, Mighty Prevailing Prayer, the name of the book. James 5:16b The effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much fervent meaning having or displaying a passionate intensity impassioned passionate intense vehement ardent sincere fervid and heartfelt We cast out demons Mark 16, 17-18, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, reptilians. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. If they ingest anything deadly, like the viper that bit Paul's hands on the island of Malta, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Does it say immediately? No, it doesn't. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians 6, 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but instead we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all. Having done all to stand. I'm still standing. <laughs> I've been opening up a can of whoop on the principalities and the powers. The second order, they are often referred to as the second order demons. And there's been preachers out there that have preached, oh, no, you can't go after them. Well, I'm living proof that you darn sure can. <laughs> okay. So guess what? Oh, Hallelujah. Talk about sticking a broom handle into a murder hornet nest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 9.25. When Jesus saw the people come running together, keywords, keywords, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. First off, he wasn't asking. He was commanding. Second off, he was talking directly to the demon. Third off, he waited till the people came running together. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Oh, if we could just understand. Matthew twelve twenty eight. 
Jesus said, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? Unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Strong man, the head of the demons, they operate in small hierarchies. It's a kingdom. Cut off the head of the snake, cast out the strong man first, and the rest of them will follow. It'll be easy to plunder the house. Matthew twelve forty three to 45. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes to dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And then he comes and finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Why? Because the demons were cast out. But then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. How come? Why is the last state of the man worse than the first? Jesus tells us, so shall it be with this wicked generation, which is why he warned the man, now go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. John fourteen twelve to 13 Most assuredly I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also, and greater works than these. Greater. Always remember, greater. Are we required to do only what Jesus said? That is not true. Scripture says greater works. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. I'm listening. Dear Heavenly Father, We symbolically raise a golden cup of forgiveness before your throne. And we pray in Jesus' name that you will pour out this golden bowl of forgiveness upon all of the peoples of the lands of Europe, all of the peoples of the lands of the Ukraine, all of the peoples in the what appear to be incredibly dark lands. But it's not everyone. It's just a select few that, unfortunately, in these days of darkness, seem to have a larger voice. Father, we pray the good and the bad, that you will pour out this golden bowl of forgiveness upon all of them. Father, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. And even if they do, Father, we pray that nevertheless, you will forgive them as well. For we are looking for a breakthrough. We part the spiritual realm as the Red Sea above the lands of Europe for a safe passage for heaven's angels, heaven's resources, and heaven's power to move freely and unhindered into the lands of Europe. We declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that parting to be protected by your holy fire. Father, is a royal priesthood, we confess of the sins of the peoples of the lands of Europe. We confess of the sins of the first fathers and their fathers' fathers until before there was time. We break all yokes of bondage. We renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against them. We break all generational and bloodline curses throughout every branch of their family trees until before there was time. In Jesus' name, Father, forgive them, we pray. Principalities, powers, and strongholds, spiritual host of wickedness, and rulers of darkness in high places above the lands of Europe, we come against you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By his blood, we declare 
Fire swords of cherubim to be shot down from the heavens and to cut you into pieces. We decree fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and to burn you in the screaming agony in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Be disarmed. And according to Colossians 2.15, and we declare hundreds of trillions of legions of warrior angels fully clad in the armor of God, diamond-tipped swords, sharp as razor blades, and archangels to follow in the name of Jesus. We plead with your courts of heaven, Father God, for the promotion in these days of war for more archangels in Jesus. Jesus name and to and for them to attack the demons of darkness we command it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to wage war against them such as never been seen since before there was time in Jesus name unclean spirits deaf and dumb spirits anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior binding or hindering the hearts and the minds of the lost across all of the lands of Europe we command you strong men come forth subordinate spirits out now in the name of Jesus we declare hundreds of trillions of legions of warrior angels to descend upon you, to strike you deaf, blind, and dumb, place you under arrest, and cast you into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut. We decree the fire of God to permeate the pit and to burn you into screaming agony, for we have come to punish you before your time. In Jesus' name, for greater things than these will we do, because our King has gone under the Father. And we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit, for only the Lamb of God can break the seals. And we plead, Father God, and declare in Jesus' name for the crystal, uh, for, for the holy fire of God, a thorny hedge of protection, and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to encapsulate on all sides, Job 1.9, all of the peoples across all of the lands of Europe when they go into deep sleep. Into deep sleep. And to surround them, let nothing unclean re-enter the clean-swept house. Sustain this prayer, Father God, until the perfect timing. Father, we decree in the name of Jesus, your abundant grace, the living water, the crystal river to flow deep into their heart and their soul, their mind, to fertilize the soil therein, that they shall receive the seeds of these prayers. These prayers will bear fruit and the fruit will remain in accordance with John fifteen sixteen in Jesus' name. And we plead for an innumerable company of angels of light and love and the divine and holy presence of our Lord Jesus to call them out by their name in their native tongue, like you did, Samuel. Father, we plead through your glory, through your mercy, and through the presence that you will save their souls. For God speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men to save their souls from the pit and to seal their instruction. Job 33, 14, and 15, King James. For we know your will, Father. You would want not one to perish. We pray that you will save the good and the bad. In Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, we hold up this golden bowl of forgiveness on behalf of every man, woman, and child of every nation, tribe, and tongue of the lands of Africa, of the lands of Africa from the north to the south to the east and to the west, the good and the bad. Father, pour out this golden bowl of forgiveness upon them that the demons of darkness would no longer have a legal right to stay. Pour it out, we pray in Jesus' name.
We part the spiritual realm as the Red Sea above the lands of Africa for safe passage for heaven's angels, heaven's resources, and heaven's power to move freely and unhindered into those lands. Protect that right that passageway, Father, with your holy fire on all sides. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as a royal priesthood, we confess of the sins of the peoples of the lands of Africa, as Nehemiah did in chapter 1, verse 6. We confess of the sins of the peoples of the lands of Africa. We confess of the sins of their first fathers and their fathers' fathers until before there was time. We break all yokes of bondage. We renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against them by the accuser of the brethren. Oh, hallelujah. We break every generational and bloodline curses throughout every branch of their family trees until before there is time. In Jesus' name. Principalities, powers, and strongholds, spiritual host of wickedness, rulers of darkness in high places, we come against you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We decree fire swords of cherubim that cut you into pieces in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare the fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and to burn you into screaming agony in the name of Jesus. Right now, in Jesus' name, you are disarmed in accordance with Colossians 2.15, and you are made a public spectacle thereof before all the demons of darkness in the second order. In Jesus' holy name, hallelujah. And we declare an innumerable company of angels of war, mighty angels and archangels to follow to wage war against you such as never been seen since before there was time in Jesus' name. Unclean spirits, deaf and dumb spirits, anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior, binding or hindering the hearts and the minds of the lost across all of the lands of Africa. Come forth! Strong men, out now, subordinate spirits, come out now. We decree the whole, the, the uh, hundreds of trillions of legions of warrior angels in Jesus' name to strike you deaf, blind, and dumb, place you under arrest, and cast you into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut. We decree the fire of God to permeate the pit and to burn you into screaming agony in the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit, for only the Lamb of God can break the seals. Father, we declare your holy fire, a thorny hedge of protection, and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to encapsulate, to swirl, to swirl around and around and around all of the peoples of the lands of Africa, from the north to the south, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Father God, Sierra Leone, there's so many countries, Father, Burundi, Namibia, Nigeria, Kenya, Mozambique, Father God, in the name of Jesus, touch these people, Father God, like never before, surround them with your holy fire, let nothing unclean re-enter the clean, swept house, glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And we declare the crystal river, the living water, the abundant grace of God to flow freely into their hearts, to touch them, to fertilize the soil therein, that they shall receive the seeds of these prayers. These prayers will bear fruit, and the fruit will remain. John fifteen sixteen. Praise your name. And Father, we plead for innumerable company of angels of light and love in the presence of our Lord Jesus to come upon them in deep, sleep in deep deep sleep hallelujah praise you Jesus we thank you father for the time there now is roughly give or take an hour or two 
about 10 after 4 a.m. in the morning. Father, we pray that you will send angels of light and love in the presence of Jesus to call them out by their names. We call them by their names in their native tongue. Touch them. For man speaks once, yea, twice. But we don't perceive. I'm sorry, for God speaks once, yea, twice, but we do not perceive it. We praise you, Father, for those angels. We thank you, Father, for touching them and for calling them. In Jesus' name we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Blessed be the name of our Father. And thank you for your mercy. It does endure forever. God bless you all. See you next Friday, Lord willing. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are. By all embrace, praise His holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will Your coming be? When will Your trumpet sound for me? For You. We will endure until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice as we lift your name on high. Renew our mind, renew our soul, remove the scars from our past and deem us righteous. We rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free. Watch us as we trim our wicks Our lamps are full Our hearts are right Like those five wise virgins we will be Your bride awaits thee patiently
blessed sound The dead will rise The churches gather We're praying that We're worthy, Lord To join our family When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure And while we wait We will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set us free. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.